Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. It's day 472 of our three-year journey through God's Word. And I've got a little bit of an alignment problem here. Let me see if I can fix it. There we go. Acts chapter 11 is on tap for today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word, living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. May it pierce us and expose us, and may you deal with us with grace and mercy and love through Jesus Christ. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Acts chapter 11. So in Acts 10, we had the first Gentile convert to Christ, Cornelius and his household, come to Christ, and now Acts 11. Now the apostles and the brothers who were throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcision party criticized him, saying, You went to uncircumcised men and ate with them. But Peter began and explained it to them in order. I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision, something like a great sheet descending, being let down from heaven by its four corners, and it came down to me. Looking at it closely, I observed animals and beasts of prey and reptiles and birds of the air. And I heard a voice saying to me, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But I said, By no means, Lord, for nothing common or unclean has ever entered my mouth. But the voice answered a second time from heaven, What God has made clean, do not call common. This happened three times, and all was drawn up again into heaven. And behold, at that very moment, three men arrived at the house in which we were, sent to me from Caesarea. And the Spirit told me to go with them, making no distinction. These six brothers also accompanied me. And we entered the man's house. And he told us how he had seen the angel stand in his house and say, Send to Joppa and bring Simon, who is called Peter, and he will deliver to you a message by which you will be saved, you and all your household. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell on them, just as on us at the beginning. And I remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said, John baptized you with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave the same gift to them as he gave to us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could stand in God's way? When they heard these things, they fell silent, and they glorified God, saying, Then to the Gentiles also, God has granted repentance that leads to life. Now, those who were scattered because of the persecution that arose over Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, speaking the word to no one except Jews. But there were some of them, the men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who on coming to Antioch spoke to the Hellenists also, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number who believed turned to the Lord. The report of this came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent to they sent Barnabas to Antioch, and he came and saw the grace of God. He was glad, and he exhorted them all to remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose, for he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith, 
and a great many people were added to the Lord. So Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul, and when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. For a whole year they met with the church and taught a great many people, and in Antioch the disciples were first called Christians. Now, in these days, prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch, and one of them, named Agabus, stood up and foretold by the Spirit that there would be a great famine over all the world. This took place in the days of Claudius. So the disciple determined, the disciples determined, everyone according to his ability, to send relief to the brothers living in Judea. And they did so, sending it to the elders by the hand of Barnabas and Saul. Acts chapter 11, another great chapter in this wonderful book about what Christ is doing, was doing in the early church. You see, Christ is the one who made the promise, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And so this is Christ active in the book of Acts. Sometimes we call it the Acts of the Apostles, but really it's the Acts of the Lord Jesus Christ through the apostles and prophets and deacons and other faithful servants of God. And Jesus is still working in his church today. The same Jesus with the same gospel in the same church still at work throughout the world today. So this is our story. This is our history. This is where we come from. This is what Jesus has done. So we've had the first uh, Gentile convert, Cornelius and his household, and there were some people who didn't like this. And the issue was you went and you ate with these people in their house, Gentiles. You probably ate unclean food that was put in front of you. You weren't supposed to eat with Gentiles, and certainly Gentiles would not have kept a, a properly, you know, regulated kitchen. And so who knows what you would have eaten. And Peter, Peter relays this vision that he had gotten from the Lord that said that everything is clean. What God has made clean, do not call common. And that does have immediate application to food. You can eat whatever God has created is good for food and can be eaten. But also, more importantly, all the people on the earth were created by God and should receive the gospel. And the evidence of this, the sign of this, is that God gave the Holy Spirit to these believing Gentiles just the same way he did to Peter. And so there's no distinction. And I love when Peter says, who was I that I could stand in God's way, right? Peter, by the way, here is not acting as the first pope of the church and saying, I have the keys and I will decide who gets in and who doesn't get in. Peter is acting like a servant, like an apostle, a sent one. Yes, he's been sent by the Lord Jesus, but he has to be obedient to the Lord. He's not the vicar of Christ or the head of the church on earth or any such nonsensical titles as the Roman church may give him. He is a faithful servant of the Lord Jesus Christ, an apostle sent by Christ. He has to do what Christ tells him to do. He preaches the gospel. Christ is pleased to pour out the Holy Spirit. And he says, who was I that I could stand in God's way? And all the rest of the church, they're silent. They're not only silent, in other words, their objections are silenced, but they glorify God. They say God has granted repentance that leads to life. Notice no human being gets the glory. It's not, way to go, Peter. You saved all those souls up there in Caesarea. Good for you. No, it's God has granted repentance that leads to life. God has done it. And then we get this church in Antioch. 
By the way, I do want to mention here, Antioch, which is a present-day city in Turkey, is where Antioch was. Antioch in the Bible is Antiochia or Antiochia today, and it was hugely devastated by earthquakes in February, and hundreds of thousands of people are homeless, and the whole city is basically rubble, at least the newer part of the city, and so there's a lot of rebuilding there, and there's still a lot of Christians there, so we need to be praying for God's people, and we need to be praying for the gospel to again flourish in this land that's been rocked by such devastating earthquakes as they rebuild their country. We pray that they would be open to the gospel and to and to receiving the grace of God through Jesus Christ. But I love Barnabas. Barnabas, so awesome. He's just such a great example to us of how to be energetic and positive and evangelistic, yet also to realize when you need help and when you need to bring in someone to labor alongside you. And then Barnabas and Saul, so faithful, uh, so faithful. And um, you've got this famine coming. And so Paul and, and uh, Saul and Barnabas, uh, Paul and Barnabas, they, they are going to go and they're going to take relief to the famined church uh, that's coming. The coming famine is, is going to come. We're told it's, it's going to take place in the days of, of Claudius, which is going to take place sometime after these days, but they're going to be prepared. Um, so anyway, we have a great model here in Acts 11, just a great picture of evangelism, of boldness, of discipleship, and of caring for those who are in need. That's what the church should be all about. Like sometimes I think we wonder, what should the church be doing? How can the church be relevant in our culture? Well, here's what we need to be doing. We need to be evangelizing, preaching the gospel. We need to be making disciples, training up people to know the Lord, exhorting them, building them up in the grace of God. We need to be training up leaders for the church, and we need to be meeting the needs of saints who are in need within the church. Evangelism, discipleship, leadership training, and relief ministry. That's what the church is called to be about. So may the Lord make us faithful to be about this in our generation. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this word. Thank you for your gospel. Thank you for your church. Thank you for your spirit who is still with us and still working to build your church and to advance your kingdom in this world. Use us for your glory. Make us faithful to your call. We thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, that's Acts chapter 11. Tomorrow, I believe Mike's turn is up and he'll be in 1 Kings, back in the book of 1 Kings. Hope you can join us for that. As always, have a very blessed day in the Lord.